Welcome to 2019. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels a lot like 2018. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's funny, uh, getting a little older, I, I, you start to lose the natural cynicism a little bit. And so there's kind of this like, growing up, it's like it's a new year and everybody's like, oh my gosh, you know, like to hear all the resolutions and all the whatever and, but it, it, it's okay to be excited, you know, like it, if you don't feel that way or if you feel some kind of cynicism towards a new year turning over or a new day or whatever, like it's, it's okay. There's something about newness and freshness that gets people, yeah, you know what I mean? Like you get into the car and it's that smell not so much when you have kids, but like, you know, <laughs> there's a great whatever. Um, I'm, I'm really honored to be able to preach the first message in 2019 and uh, in this series. And man, if you didn't listen last week or watch last week, if you're on live stream, what's up? Uh, man, that was, that was fire. I'm just saying, that was a good message. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't do that for the clap, but I did wait a little for the pop, you know. But uh, yeah, that, and, and so I'm excited to kind of continue on with that. And you know, I have a confession of sorts to make. You know, it's, it's been a year since we transitioned out of young adult ministry into this kind of associate role where we're over small groups and whatnot. And I went from speaking you know, 40 weeks out of the year to like six last year. And, you know, we took a walk as we were kind of talking about this transition and whatnot. And we were walking up Truck Road and Pastor Jim and I, and he was talking and I was trying really hard to breathe. Because <laughs> I don't know if you've walked Truck Road, but that sucker is like a 90 degree angle. And so he's like talking, and you know, blah, blah, and I'm like, I think I agreed to it because I couldn't say anything else. I couldn't actually talk. <laughs> you know, sound good? <laughs> and what I was saying was like, yeah, like, wait, let me breathe. And he was like, great. And then the job was mine. So <laughs> that's not true at all. But, well, the, the walking, that was very true. But the <laughs> You know, and so I, I, that transition, though, and honestly, when we first started talking about it, it was like, man, like, preaching is kind of my wheelhouse. Teaching, it's kind of, it's my thing, you know? There was definitely an identity that I had placed in that, the opportunity, and I loved it. You know, I loved the opportunity to present the word and have people have aha moments, you know? Like, I never never thought about that before. Or for us to kind of boldly go after questions that the world has, you know, gay marriage is legal. We should talk about this. You know, like, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say about immigration? What does the Bible say about all of this stuff, you know? And that's fun for me because I kind of like to stir pot a little, <laughs> maybe too much sometimes. <laughs> but you know, so there was a part of me that was like, ah, and, and he was up front, like, yeah, you're not going to get to do that 40 weeks a year, obviously. And it was like, man, I, 2019, 
2018 was a stinking awesome year for me. Not because all the situations were awesome, but what I rediscovered, you know, with Encounter, we kind of hung our hat on community. Friendships rooted in Jesus Christ, because we all need that. If you're a believer in this room, you, you need that. And so when, we, when that kind of switch happened, it was like, man, I, what I kind of began to rediscover was the need in my life personally for friends, the need in my life personally for community that just, that could encourage me and that I could encourage, because that goes both ways. You ha it has to be both ways. You can't just take, 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 I'm gonna talk for 47 minutes, oh, also, and I forgot, oh, sweet Lord. There also has to be some type of flowing of the Lord through you into the lives of other people. And so I kind of, this past year has been not just, you know, I love what the Lord is doing in small groups, and uh, I, there's some amazing people in this room that are leading, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But man, like, personally, I began to just rediscover how important community was. And I, I would have never said that it's not important. But you ever, like, talk about something, and you, you know it's important, and then you do it and you find out how important it really is. And that's what this past year has been for me. Again, not because every situation was great, but man, I had people and that was cool. And so maybe you're sitting in this room and you find, you know, there's, there's uh, some kind of thing that's keeping you from, this isn't working, there we go. Maybe, maybe there's some kind of thing that's keeping you from this. Maybe you're, you like isolation, you know? You're, you're the type of person that, yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> people, it's not gonna people today. Maybe you're the type that I do better on my own a little bit, okay? Maybe you're like super busy. And man, the, the amount of things in this world that vie for our time and for our attention, it's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Maybe uh, you don't care. You know, this whole like friendship stuff, group stuff, you know, like there's an apathy that's just like, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. But, you know, no. Nah. <laughs> Maybe you're afraid. The last church, the last group of friends, the last group of people, the last time I was vulnerable, this happened, that happened. This was used against me. There's a general distrust of people. Or, and I'm going to speak to those of you in this room that are this, maybe you're a leader and you have that position. And to be honest and vulnerable could mean a loss of that. Not just title, 
but in the eyes of other people and their secret sin and there's things that you're doing that you're so afraid to talk with somebody about. You have community, but you don't utilize it. You don't utilize it. We tow the company line with it, but to actually utilize that, that would be, oh, because the thought of being vulnerable with the people that I'm leading is crushing to your heart. Listen, there, there are versions of all of these things, or some of them, I should say, that have a measure of health, health to them. Sometimes you need to, from people, you know? Or, or create boundaries. You know, sometimes, and I understand like family, job, there are things that vie for our attention. And, and some of those things are, are needed, you know? But when things are put on a higher priority than what they ought to have, it keeps you and I from the best things. From the best things. And I think some of the best things that we have are, are because of the way that we were created. Whether you know it or not, you were created by and for community. You were. Maybe you don't want it, maybe you don't think you need it, but you're, you're wrong in at least the need. Because you were created by a being who literally is community. God literally is relationship. Genesis chapter 1. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And they're like, so creation happens, okay? There's this, this whoosh of, you know, light and sea and animals and, you know, everything that God creates over this period. And then he sees, I, I want to create something that's in my own image. But the vocabulary there is interesting, and I don't know if you caught it, he says, let us, in our image, our likeness. Now, if I walked around saying, what are we going to do today? People are going to be like, mm, what are we going to do? <laughs> we would like a side of fries, and the people's like, that's an odd way of asking for that. Because I am not we, I am I. And if I am we, there's medication for that, you know? <laughs> but God, a perfect being, says let us, our image, our likeness, 
Father, Son, Holy Spirit existed in perfect relationship long before you and I ever came on the scene. Each one with different roles. And man, does humanity struggle with that or what? Because we want it all. We want the whole piece of the pie. I'm not comfortable with somebody else having a different skill set than me, and we butt heads, different views, different, ooh, man. And yet here God is, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all with different roles, while all still being God, working in perfect community together. Do you want to know why God is love? Because God has no other choice but to be love because there are multiple parts of him that work in perfect unison together. You and I were literally created by a being who is community. And if he is community, what do you think we're supposed to be? What do you think we're supposed to be? You were created to be like that. And we want to talk about the love, and that's fine. And we want to talk about the, the grace and the mercy and all of that. But there's so much of our lives that, are, that we, we've isolated my walk with Christ. And there's a sense of that that's true. But that's not what you were created to do. Because your walk with Christ inevitably, or lack thereof, inevitably affects everyone around you. It's just the way it is. You were created for community by community. I, I, like That's just who God is. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, a being of community created you in his likeness foundational. That's, that's the foundational thing, you know? Pastor Jim last week talked about uh, happiness versus blessed, how happiness is uh, conditional and blessed is positional. And that's such a, that's such a great thing. It's an important thing to grasp because happiness... I mean, I like happiness, you know, it's good, but blessed is more of like a long-term strategy. Blessed is more of a, of a long-term understanding, and I'm going to tell you the, the secret to blessed. Are you ready? Like, you're getting this for totally free. <laughs> Obey God. Be like God. And I know that that sounds like simple, like, yeah, you know, I try to obey God. But what's the best way to set yourself up to be able to do that? Read the Bible every day. Absolutely. And you should. Pray. Yes. Uh, give to the poor. Yes. One of the best ways to set yourself up for that, for success, is other people. It's surrounding yourself with other like-minded people. Because if you were created by community, for community, 
And if you, the minute that you and I hit our knees and we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, we're set, you're a new creation. And that new creation made in the image of Christ, now the deep within you calls to the deep that's within other people. You have a need whether you know it or not, whether you feel it or not, you have a need to be and connect and be encouraged by and encourage other believers. It, it's just the way it is. And, you know, I can, I can talk about how crazy the world is, and sure, yeah, 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 yeah. And how much sin there is, yep. And I, I can kind of, I don't know, scare in some ways into, man, you're right, we do need to be with each other because this world is nuts. And sure. But more important than that, on a deeper level than that, it's just who you are in Christ. It's just who you are in Christ. And we can sit in this room and, and you know, you can hear me talk. And that's fine. There's, there's a place for that and a need for that. But the thing that's really going to, to move you into a position of blessedness is, is obeying God and having the people around you that can continue encouraging on for you to do that. Drinking buddies can't do that. Co-workers who don't know Jesus can't do that. Family members who don't know Jesus can't do that. Because you are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And that new is only encouraged, is only strengthened by something else that's new, by someone else that's new. I'm not saying you can't have friends that aren't believers or anything like that, but I'm saying you need to have that as a part of your life. Man, I don't understand what's going on in this life. It's because you were created by community for community, but you're not committed to community. Acts chapter 2, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. And many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And it's this beautiful, like, man, the Acts 2 church, like so many people talk about it and quote it. And it's because, you know, I think God was doing amazing things. Yes, absolutely. But we see the camaraderie there. We see the friendship there. We see people meeting needs, and we see people devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, and we see, hey, do you want to go get some lunch together? Like, you know, there's this beautiful thing of, of community centered in Jesus Christ that we go, man, that's just, oh, I, I want that. You can have that. I'm not saying it doesn't take work, but you can have that. And again, there's this curious vocab thing that's happening here, and it's the word devoting. And that, I'm going to go back to it, but that word, uh, oh, apparently, there we go. 
Continually devoting themselves is actually one Greek word. How many of you love English? <laughs> That's, uh, I, took, uh, I actually took Latin in high school. And, <laughs> and, uh, and they would have, it was like one word, but it was like a whole sentence in English. And I'm just like, why? Why can't we just do that? You know? Ambulare. It's like, I will have walked. And it's like, why can't I just say one word? You know? Then you start sounding like Kevin from the office, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Some of you got it. Other of you are like, Kevin. Okay. So, devoting. You know, in, in a world where so many things are interchangeable and disposable, loyalty amongst believers, it has to happen. It has to. I, 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 tired of my family, get a new one. You know? I mean, we laugh at that, but isn't that the way that things are now? Don't want to be married, don't want to be a father, don't want to be a, a wife, don't want to be a mother, don't want to do this, don't want to do that. They have different views than me, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's interchangeable. And loyalty, like loyalty amongst believers, from believers to believers, whatever, that is a must for us. They were devoting themselves to what? To the teaching? To each other. Devoting. I, and that word, that whole word, it, just, it means to adhere to. I am attaching myself to you. <laughs> you know? That's my attach move. <laughs> the leg makes it really important. But that's what that means. I, I am putting myself next to, continually, this teaching, these people, these things. And that's the ground floor for us. That is not something that, listen, uh, they believe something different than I believe. I mean, short of salvation and core beliefs of Christianity, so what? If at the end of the day, somebody's theology and doctrine leads them to like, yeah, there is no hell. Okay, well, that's different. You probably should leave them be. But, you know, uh, tongues, not tongues. Uh, communion once a month, not once a month. Uh, whatever, you know, like, so what? Social justice, not social justice. Who cares? Devotion from believers to believers. Huge. Need to do it. Need. You know, the, the end of a lot of uh, the letters, 
you know, people, you, they kind of, you read the Bible and it's like, I'm, I'm trying to get this, I'm trying to, you know, understand what is being said here, what it means for me, that kind of stuff. And most of these letters at the end, it's like, greet this person and do this person. And you're like, I can't even pronounce those names. So I'm just going to kind of skim through because I want to say I finished the book, right? One, you're reading the Bible wrong and you should stop. Not stop reading the Bible, stop reading it wrong. <laughs> two those are some of the most beautiful parts of the bible and i'll tell you why because it shows devotion it shows a person who has invested himself into community romans chapter 16 paul names 26 people at the end of this letter 26 they were people who risked their lives for him. He literally says, this person stuck their neck out for me. People who do the work that he does and have the same spiritual moms. How many of you were blessed in life growing up or maybe you're still growing up and you have, it, you have this now where you walk into somebody's house behind your friend and your friend goes, hi, mom, and you say, hi, mom. Man, that's so cool. And Paul literally talks about that there. Greet this person who has the same mother as I do. 1 Corinthians 16, Paul shares financial information with his friends. He reveals his travel plans and how friends came to visit him. 2 Timothy 4, Paul shares about deep, deep betrayal and how he feels hurt, how there was a support system that he had that because of that stuff left him. But he doesn't blame him. He doesn't blame him. And he shares about uh, sick friends and how Timothy should try, hey, try and come to visit before the winter. Like, what does this sound like to you? Like friends talking. Like a person who's invested their life into friendship. And we think of Paul as this like, oh, you know, God. And he was. He was this godly man who, who the Lord used to set foundational things for our belief. But, you know, Paul had friends. And Paul wanted them to come visit before the winter. And Paul felt betrayal. And he decided to share that with the community of people that he decided to invest in and that decided to invest in him. Hebrews 13, I'm, I'm not sure that Paul wrote Hebrews, I'm getting to that later, but, so I just said the writer because, you know, my own convictions, but anyway. So the writer shares that Timothy was released from prison. Like, hey, Pookie's out of prison, let's throw a barbecue. I couldn't resist that. I hope some of my family back home is watching. <laughs> and that as soon as Timothy gets out and he comes to see them, he'll probably go with them. Man, this was a man who was sharing his life with other people and who other people shared their lives with him. 
the most complete view of God and you will always be found in fellowship with each other. It will always be found in that. I mean, you and I are finite creatures. You can't possibly think that by yourself you have a better chance of understanding who God is than with each other, right? You, we can't possibly think that. So change it. Change it. And, and maybe you have no idea how, you know? And that's this whole month, shameless plug, but, you know, it's my job. <laughs> Out in the lobby are going to be awesome people who I'm so excited about the groups this year. I mean, single moms and single people and married couples and pre-marriage and sermon notes and men's groups and women's groups and crafts. And I mean, like there's everything, how to be a godly wife, how to, like, I'm so excited for just the, the, the breadth of what we're offering and there's even more on the horizon. And so if you're like, I don't even know where to start, that's a place to start. And some of you have some of the greatest people in the world around you. Why don't you start being vulnerable with them? Why don't you go out to coffee? Oh, you don't understand how busy my life... Here's what I understand about busyness. Busyness is where I place priorities. That's what I understand about busyness. Busyness is your choice and how you choose to manage things. And what I've learned this past year is that at the top of my list is my relationship with the Father viewed through the eyes of my friends because they help me understand him better. They help me understand myself better. And you have the same things at your fingertips. Stand to your feet. Altar team, you can come on to the front. Listen, if I'm talking and you're like, oh, I don't even know what you're talking about, like with this whole thing, maybe you don't know Christ. And I mean, that's foundational before anything else. And this being who is community created you with love in his mind and in his heart for you, but it wasn't him that made any kind of separation, it was us. And regardless of whether it was our fault or not, a loving God offers a way back to him. A loving God offers life, real life. And it's not about bad to good, it's about death to life. And real life found in Jesus Christ is foundational. And then from there, it, 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 we don't do things to be a Christian. We do things because we're a Christian. We do things because we're a believer. So these wonderful people are going to be down here. If, if you're like, I don't know even foundationally what this stuff is about, please come down and pray and talk with them. But if you're, I, I don't know, I, I am a believer, and I don't really know where to start with this whole thing, 
right outside the tables in the lobby. And if you've got that, take out your phone and text your friends and have dinner together. Open up your home to each other. Be with each other. Be who you were created to be. Father, thank you so much for your word that it never returns void. I pray that we would stop fighting what we were created to be. We were created to be with each other, rooted in you, encouraged by you, not because of all the daunting things in this world, but because it's just who we are. I pray that we would embrace that. I pray that as we learn more about you and learn more about your ways, it would be made even more complete by the wonderful people around us. And I pray in the name of Jesus right now for the people in this room that are thinking they have nothing to offer. They have you. And so they have everything to offer. I thank you for them. And I pray right now against... um, fear. And I pray right now against uh, shame. I pray right now for the people who think they're not holy enough. And I especially pray for right now for the people who don't know you. Thank you for this morning. I pray that it was a sweet aroma to you, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen. You need prayer, come forward. Pastor Jim's back at the guest room, out in the lobby, our tables, people. Look at all those beautiful people out there waiting to just sign you up into a plethora of groups. I said plethora. Have a good morning, everyone.